This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So we started the show talking about people, believe it or not, protesting outside of hospitals today. And we've seen it in this country before, and it's led to ambulances being delayed and all the rest. And I asked the question, how did we get here? Because I firmly believe um, if it wasn't vaccine mandates for healthcare workers or masks or va- whatever, it, it would be something else because that's the world we live in now. That's the state of play. People are angry about something all of the time. Tom Nichols is an author who wrote The Death of Expertise, a great book which fits very well with where we are. And his new book, Our Own Worst Enemy, The Assault from Within on Modern Democracy, doesn't continue from that book, but it fits perfectly with where we are today. He's actually really touched with these two books into sort of the climate that we're all living in, and I'm delighted he could join us now. Uh, Tom, thanks so much for your time this morning. I appreciate it. Thanks, Shay. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, uh, so we're taking a look. I mean, I don't know if you know what's going on. We're in the middle of an election campaign. We've got to vote seven days from today, Tom. But the talk of the country today for a lot of people is the fact that right across the country, this group has organized to have protests outside of hospitals because they're angry that frontline healthcare workers have to get vaccinated or they're not allowed to work in these hospitals. Um, how, how did, I mean, it just seems so extreme. It seemed, but it's a continuation, right? We've seen this kind of behavior where people just seem to get angry about everything. Um, it is a continuation, and it's been going on for a long time. It's part of a growing narcissism in Western society, not just uh, in the United States. I think somewhat less so in Canada. I mean, in the United States, we've really raised uh, narcissistic anger to an art form um, here in America. Uh, but it's it's part of life in a developed, advanced technological democracy where people are uh, bored and narcissistic, and they are used to high levels, uh, high standards of living, um, and they want to um, basically get out in the street and tell everyone else that you're not the boss of me, and um, you know everyone should listen to uh, them. And it is, um, it's an unseriousness that has serious consequences, uh, but it's something that's been building, I would say, since at least the early 1970s. Um, and now with a combination of things, including a long period after the end of the Cold War of peace and affluence, um, very high standards of living, rising very rapidly, um, and, you know, a narcissistic, disengaged public on social media watching 24 hours of cable news every day. Um, we, we literally have started, you know, millions of us have literally started to just lose our minds um, about everything. And that you're seeing the evidence, you're seeing the, the, the results of it now. Yeah, exactly. And I think when you, you know, you make a good point, because you talk about, you know, the 24-hour media cycle, the, the whole media ecosystem, and, it, and it's broken up and fragmented in so many ways. You, you have the, the, the narcissistic, entitled, you know, you're not the boss of me crowd, but there's that media ecosystem and politicians, let's be honest here, who stoke that anger to their own benefit with, with no regard for the consequences. They're happy to get that anger and that mobilization to their own benefit. And that's part of the problem here, isn't it? 
Absolutely. Nobody runs for office by saying, you know, things are basically good. Uh, they could be better. Um, I'll do a little bit better than the other guy, but, you know, the other guy's not a monster. And, you know, I, I tell a story right at the beginning of the book where my very conservative dad, I grew up, you know, I was a Republican for many years. My father was a very conservative Republican. You know, the last election of his life, he was watching Romney run against Obama, and he and I said, you know, I don't think that Obama's, I said, I don't think Romney's going to make it dead. And he said, you know what? They're both good men. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine either way. You won't hear that now. And also, you can't get people to vote for you. You can't get people to glue their eyes to your Facebook memes. You can't get people to go down the rabbit hole of YouTube. You can't get people to watch four straight hours of news every night, uh, news programming. I don't want to call it news, opinion programming. Um, And you can't get people out to vote by saying, you know what, we're basically okay. We're all decent people. It's going to be fine. You you know, you're going to lose on some things that you like. You're going to win on other things things you like but you know we're gonna we're, we're we're doing well and we live in a pretty good place here in the west and um that's that's gone because you have people all day long just infusing this message into your brain this is the worst time ever everybody's out to screw you nothing has ever been good these are the worst times ever and sooner or later if you repeat it enough times you start to believe it. That's the thing, Tom. People always say, well, we've lost critical thinking. We don't have critical thinking. It's not about critical thinking. I don't care who it's you are or that. how intelligent you are. If you're bombarded with the same message, you know, you pick who you follow on Twitter and on Facebook, so you're going to get the same message day after day. Eventually, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a toll. Yeah, people, it's not about critical thinking, and I hate to say this as an educator because, you know, people always think, well, more education is the answer. Look, some of the most anti-democratic and illiberal people in the United States are my age, um, you know, 55, 60, 65 years old. I'm 60. Um, you know, these are people who had the, lived through the golden age of public education in America where we all studied civics. We all said the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, we all had to know about the Supreme Court. We, you know, all of that stuff. And, you know, education is not a firewall against narcissism. And, and the best, um, example I can give you, Shay, of a different kind of problem. It's sort of like saying, you know, here in the 21st century, we have never had more food and healthier food and more access to different kinds of food. Um, you know, when, when you and I were younger, everybody told us we'd be starving by the 21st right. century, when in fact we're up to our necks in food, right? But why are people obese and diabetic? Because they eat crap, because mm-hmm. they eat terrible food, because they want to. And you can't blame your local fast food outlet, and you can't blame the candy aisle at the grocery store. We eat that stuff because we want to. We watch cable news all night because we want to, because it's a rush, because it it gives us a trigger rush of dopamine, you know, and of anger and involvement and this fight-or-flight response that, that people, you know, people want that. And that's unfortunate. That says something about us. And, and how we search for meaning in our lives, that the only meaning we can find is by constantly being angry. And that's the thing. You know, we, we can talk about, you know, if it's not masks, it's, it's vaccines. If it's not vaccines, it's vaccines. It doesn't matter. If, we, if the right. pandemic ended today, this would still be an issue because there'd be another issue to right. go then, into the streets. Then we'd, go back to, then we'd go back to fighting about critical race theory and pronouns 
and um, you know, parking spaces, you name it. We would find something. We'd, we'd argue about, we'd all be in a rage about whether or not we can say Merry Christmas. I mean, that was a big deal in the United States for a while, right? Oh, there's a war on Christmas, and you can't say Merry Christmas. And I mean, it, this is utter nonsense that is irrelevant to the way people actually live their lives. But if you're going to sit and watch hours of this kind of you know, anger-creating, rage-producing programming. I mean, I always tell people, I'm a, I'm a writer. Um, I'm paid to have opinions. Yeah. And even I don't watch four hours of, <laughs> of opinion programming every night. But people really do it. They sit there. They, they sit there from 6 or 7 o'clock right through to 10.30 or 11 o'clock. And by the time they're ready for bed, their brain is, is just stewing in, in rage. Uh, and, you know, there's just not much you can, you can't counter that with education. No. What the public needs is self-discipline, and we lack that. That's the question. We're chatting with Tom Nichols, author of Our Own Worst Enemy, Professor of National Security Affairs. Uh, in, in your first book, The Death of Expertise, you talk about how um, you were hopeful that something such as a pandemic might return people to respecting expertise in science and relying on the people who know what the hell they're talking about. Unfortunately, it's not playing out that way for a large segment of our population. In this book, do you lay out the solution to get people down from the clouds, from that outrage anger all the time? What do we need to do to get back to a functioning society here? Well, you're you're absolutely right that with the death of expertise, I when people would ask me what's going to you know stop this constant attack on established knowledge and science and facts, I said, well, you know, in times of a national struggle, um, you know, in wartime, in during a depression or a national health crisis like a pandemic, and I said like three years ago without realizing how close we were to one, um, I said that kind of snaps people out of it. I mean, a lot of this behavior is the luxury of a bored and affluent society that can actually afford uh, to, to ignore experts because, you know, most of the things that happen around us happen because of expert activity anyway. And we don't, you don't, you don't really think about it when you get in an, ex, in an elevator. Hey, is this elevator right. been certified by experts? You know, you just do it. Um, I don't know what the answer is for this ongoing attack because I think, on democracy, because I think a lot of people have lost touch with reality. I mean, they genuinely believe stuff that is just crazy. Yeah. It's not even true. Um, it's not an arguable point. It's not like it's a matter of opinion. I mean, when you get people talking about, you know, Venezuelan voting machines and Italian, uh, you know, internet satellites programmed by communists, I mean, you are way far into crazy town at that point. And I don't think people are going to climb out of that tree willingly. I think what I tell people here in the United States is you're just going to have to outvote them um, and that the rest of us are going to have to speak truth, not to power, but to each other. That, you know, the, the answer to me is in these very small interactions. That uncle that wants to ruin your Christmas dinner, the, yeah. the, you know, the brother-in-law who wants to start a food fight about because he watches too much Fox News and wants to ruin Thanksgiving. I think that's when we turn to them as adults rather than to argue. Facts don't matter here. You turn and say, I'm not having that discussion with you. See, that's the thing. You're, you're right. wrong. You can't wrong. educate a person. You're, you're Right. And there, it's attention-seeking behavior. And I'm sorry to, to compare, you know, adults to, to children, but this is toddler-like behavior um, to see if they can get a reaction out of you. And I think at some point you have to say, 
you know, there's more, life is too short for this. There are more important things to talk about. We're not going to have a long conversation about your theory about why Joe Biden has been, you know, put in office by a bunch of space lizards. Um, we're not, we're not going to do that today. Yeah. And so I think, I think that is a really important, we have to recover a certain sense of stoicism about this. And I know some people listening will get upset and they'll say, why do we have to be the adults? Why do we have to play fair? Why do we have to be the ones to keep our cool? Well, because that's part of being the adult in the room. That's why. Yeah, be the grown-up. Someone's got to do it. Right. Awesome. Tom, thank you so much for the discussion. Always appreciate it. Thanks, Shay. That's Tom Nichols, who is author of Our Own Worst Enemy, Professor of National Security Affairs at the U.S. Naval War College as well.